This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on mission for Jesus. Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Salt Company National Podcast. Thanks for listening. Man, this is Steven and excited to be hanging with you guys and our co-hosts, Zach and Courtney. We're back, baby. Let's What's go. Up? Man, and we are excited to talk all things, again, Salt Company Conference, but we've got a special guest with us who's one of our conference speakers who's hanging. His name is Austin Edwards, and we're so excited to hang with Austin today, get to hear a little bit about his life, and for just you guys to get to know him before we uh, get to conference weekend. So, Austin, how you feeling, man? Dude, I'm stoked. I'm excited to to spend some time with you guys and pump for next month and all of it or for the conference, so it'll be great. Yeah, man. Guys, hey, why not? If you oh, don't, hold oh, go on. Ahead, I gotta Courtney. say, if you yeah, don't know Austin, in. he is one of the most encouraging people that's ever lived. I one in one of my first interactions with Austin, it was something related to conference. I think last year, and we're chatting, and then at the end of it, he just spent like thirty seconds just pumping me up, and I'm like, Austin, <laughs> what the heck? I just feel so loved by you. And then so many people are like, Oh, have you ever been encouraged by Austin Edwards? And it's like everyone has been encouraged by Austin Edwards. So I'm always encouraged by you and can't <laughs> wait for conference. That's just my plug for Austin You're and so how sweet. amazing he is. He's he's amazing in so many other ways, but that it's hard to ignore the encouragement of Austin Edwards. So sorry, Stephen, I threw you off, but well, it had no. To be I'm said. saying. Man, if you That's weren't just... excited for this podcast, now you're really excited for this podcast because I'm really excited <laughs> to hang out with Austin because I'm just like ready to be encouraged. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, true, true Pressure's story. Pressure's on we Austin. Were... You guys say nice well, things. Well, thank you for that. And I, we, uh, gosh, this is like my first year on staff. We're going to talk a little bit about ministry life and stuff like that. The first year on staff, and there's this girl. Uh, that's on. She's like one of the best leaders I've ever been around. She's amazing, and she encouraged me and the three other guys. Me, the other two other guys that were on staff. And she's like, and she goes to me last. So she goes to Andrew, this guy, he planted a church in Omaha um, later on. And she was like, you're just like this amazing leader. Like you, 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 like what you, where you lead people, they just go like, you're so, it's so amazing. Like you're just such a good vision caster. And then she goes to the next guy, Kent, who like literally has his doctorate. And like, he studies like Hebrew and stuff like that. And she's like, you're so wise. And like, I just like love learning from you. And then she goes to me and she's like, and Austin, you just have this like, childlike joy. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like, they get leadership and wisdom and I get like an encouraging childlike guy, you know? And uh, so it's, it's pretty fun. So I'm just, you know what? Like, I, I love being an encourager. Like I, and for the, for the conference, uh, like Barnabas, you know, like uh, he's for in book of Acts, he's such an encourager. So it's fun to mm. have that. I've had so many people encourage me too. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, that that was a, as a memory, uh, Courtney, but yeah, so I've been, yes. I'm like, you know what? I used to kind of be like, I want to be the wise guy. I want to be the good leader. And I'm like, Hey, I'm just the encourager, the childlike joy guy. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Steve, uh, Austin. So, uh, obviously we, we've only met maybe one time. I barely know you. I, I spent about five minutes earlier today on your Instagram stalking you to come up with some good stuff, but okay. tell the people who, who are you, bro? Like where, where are you serving at? What church do you pastor? And what's, I guess, what university is there? Yeah, I mean, so I, yeah, Austin Edwards, uh, I 
planted City Light in Lincoln, Nebraska six years ago. We just had our sixth birthday literally this Sunday. It was amazing. And um, so it's fun to see it. My daughter was born the week we publicly launched. So like she, oh, wow. it's a fun little, you know, physical demonstration of uh, of our churches. I get to see my daughter, Gracie. So um, yeah, man. So I, I get to do that. We um, uh, planted six years ago in, uh, in Lincoln. My wife and I were in Omaha, loved it. It was great. And but we were really compelled by like the 30,000 college students in uh, Lincoln. There's about 25 or so thousand that are just at University of Nebraska at Lincoln and uh, go Huskers. So uh, anyways, fun. Troy literally came, Troy Nesbitt came, preached at City Light uh, a couple weeks ago. And he was like, go Huskers. Like he's trying to get this like big thing. And literally people didn't say anything. And then someone, it was like a really like just not a good response. And then someone literally goes, they got to win one. And like, it, like everyone starts, it was like this <laughs> oh, terrible, like, bro, like you got to have some love for no. your university. So anyways, and then they started doing a Nebraska volleyball chant because our volleyball team is amazing. Like they're incredible oh. and our football team's great too, you know, but we're, we're, we're rebuilding. So anyways, that's where I'm at in here in Lincoln. Man. So for, for me, I'm from, I'm not from the Midwest. I'm from Florida. And so, Give me a little bit of insight about Lincoln. Like, what do you love about your city right now living in Lincoln? Tell us, uh, for those listening yeah. all across the country, like, wh- what's Lincoln like? And what do you love yeah. about it? Yeah, I mean, it's the capital city, Nebraska. It's There's about 300,000 people in Lincoln. And so it's 45 minutes from, like, Omaha. And Omaha's about a million people, like, collectively in the metro area. So it's hard because they're so close, so that it's easy to kind of compare uh, Nebraska, at lo- or like in general, by the way, I think when Memorial Stadium, uh, where the Huskers play, when it's game day, it becomes the third, I think, biggest city in Nebraska. Like, so it's wow. it's insane. But people love, I mean, crazy about sports. Nebraska doesn't have like a pro team. So like the Huskers are kind of super key. Um, so I love that. Lincoln has like a really, really cool downtown vibe. We have like a, where the campus is and like a traditional kind of like older downtown um, area great restaurants. Um, it's, uh, there's like a, yeah, it's, it's a great city. I mean, yeah. And it's weird. I I just had a friend from Austin, uh, Texas stay with us last night and Austin are like, they're like total foodies, right? Like Mm -hmm. everyone from Austin like loves food. And we took them to a couple places to eat and had like a late night burrito from this like 24 hour place. And he's like, okay, you could bring this to Austin. So I am kind of proud of our food. I feel like it's good. Nice. People are energetic, nice. active, running. There's great trails. Like it's an awesome city. It's It feels like I grew up in a smaller town, like 8,000 people. And Lincoln feels like a bigger city. I'm sorry. It feels like a small town within a bigger city. So oh, it just kind of has that vibe, um, which is great. Amazing. So you said you planted in Omaha um, about six years ago or a little bit more than six years ago, six years in a few days, which is incredible. But you started in Omaha. So how did you get started into ministry? I'm assuming you were with on staff with City Light Omaha, but how did you get even connected with that? What was your position there? Because I don't think you were a pastor, you mm-hmm. know, preaching pastor originally. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I uh, uh, didn't come to know Jesus until I was a sophomore in college and a big piece of my story before that was music. And so yeah, played in a band, traveled around, did the whole thing. That was kind of my life, get saved. And part of the next kind of step for uh, obedience was to go on this mission trip in San Diego, which means I couldn't tour with the band. I had to quit. And Matthew 1039 
Jesus goes, Hey, if you want to find your life, you got to lose it. But if you, mm. uh, but if you find your life for me, or if you lose your life for me, you'll find it. And, um, so for me, it was like this, I've got to lose my life. And the epitome of my life was music. So I go to San Diego. They have these, it's like, you know, a hundred college students out there. They have this worship band and tryouts. And I try out, I've never led worship in my life. I literally knew, give me faith by elevation worship and our God is greater by Chris Tomlin. Okay. Don't judge me. Those are the two. And, <laughs> nice. uh, and, uh, and so I, I sang my little heart out, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, we want you to be our worship leader. And it was like this shocking, cool, like just God's sovereignty and grace where for me, I felt like I was giving up music and really in some ways I needed to, but God was like, no, I actually want to use music in your story wow. and, and for his, you know, his glory and his fame and, and all that stuff. So it really, I'd never thought about that. I went uh, back to, I went to Nebraska Wesleyan here in Lincoln, a small uh, school. And so didn't go to the university uh, of Lincoln, but uh, our college ministry had grown significantly. So I was the worship leader for that. And, um, and then Chris Aruska had met me in college uh, when I recently gotten saved. I literally have a postcard from him like 10 years ago. And uh, when I was in college and he, he literally wrote, Austin, love you, dude, praying for you. Uh, keep pursuing Jesus and let's go plant churches together. And then so wow. after wow. college, yeah, pretty crazy. After college, my wife and I moved to Africa for a while, lived there. And then we moved back to Omaha um, and took a job as a worship intern for our college ministry. But it was wild because like had a great job offer in the business world outside of college I turned that down to go to Africa. Then I had another job offer from a church in Lincoln. You know, it was a salary girl, it was a director role. And Chris calls me, hey, dude, you want a job? I'm like, well, what is it? Oh, it's an intern. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> what's that? well you got to raise your support. Okay. How do I, you know, it's like, dude, it was like the worst <laughs> wow. job, like, you know, opportunity. <laughs> yeah. to get. But I, you see the spirit move and you're like, of course I want to yeah. be there. So yeah. we chose to be in Omaha. I was a worship um, intern there. And uh, really had no anticipation to plant uh, or to be a preaching pastor or anything like that. Um, and then, fun fact, I've spoken in all my graduations, high school, college, and master's. So, like, I loved speaking, loved communicating, but just really wasn't <laughs> pursuing preaching. And uh, that wasn't trying to be, like, a subtle flex, by the way. It was just a part of the story, you know? Uh, but You were the valedictorian of your high school, weren't you, Austin? You gave a no, speech. No, no. I wasn't, I wasn't the true valedictorian, but they had me speak. They were like, I don't know. The valedictorian, great person, maybe a little socially awkward. They're like, maybe let's get this guy up. He'll crack some jokes. But so they, I don't know what they saw in me, to be completely honest. It was like a real mm. gospel gamble. They were just like, I think... God's hand is on you. And city like plants and pears, like uh, two COVID yeah. pastors. So the guy I planted with had been a friend of mine. And he was in his 30s and uh, well-established, had lots of kids, lots of leadership. So that was the invite to go to Lincoln. And they bet on a young worship dude who'd been married for a year. It was crazy. And what year What year was that, Austin, that you guys went out to plant? 2016. Yeah. So August 2016 was when we had like our core team gatherings and then we publicly launched January 2017. That's awesome. So, but so you mentioned earlier, you, um, Gracie, your daughter was born we, like the same week that the church planted. Do you have any other kids? Tell us yep, about them, two, your wife. Yep. Uh, got, got two other, uh, kids, Haddon. Um, he's, uh, three. And then I have Eden, like the garden, and she's, uh, 
cheese too. And so they're a blast. I mean, they're super, super fun. We think we're done with the three. We'll see. I mean, Troy keeps like, you're like, you're gonna have more, right? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like three's hard, you know? And my wife's like, I'm done. And I'm like, she gets to choose, you know? Um, so anyways, they're, they're, they're incredible. Like truly, genuinely, I uh, never thought that I could like feel a type of love for somebody the way I, and I love my wife like a crazy amount. Right. But, but it's a, it's a different type of love the way you, you see your kids and stuff. So they're such a gift. Um, they're like, and it's fun. Like my son had, and he comes with me like everywhere. And so we perspectives is like this missions thing, you know, and he, we kicked it off last night. He came with me and just sat with me. And so it's fun to like, you know, the idea of discipleship is like, don't do anything alone. So it's fun to have like the kids want to be there. So it's a blast to, to be with them. They're super joyful, sweet, um, and, uh, and kind of crazy. So, uh, and then my wife, Kristen is, uh, she's incredible. She's a couple years older than me, hashtag Cougar alert, but, uh, she's great. Um, and she was a teacher. Again, we met in South Africa. It was a crazy story. We're both in Nebraska. We met, on different kind of trips in Africa. So she like outpaces me in every way, spiritually, maturity, all the things. She's a legend. You're trying and, to make up because um, you just called her a cougar, man. You're complimenting yeah. her. <laughs> she, hey. she owns it, man. She, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I am also older than my husband and there's no shame in that. I think it's great. So there's, there's something about that. What is it? Andrew and uh, what's, I can't remember. There's a couple, there's a couple other uh, couples in the salt network that are like, they have the the wife's a little bit older, so I'm a big fan. But uh, so, anyways, she's great, super patient, super steady. Uh, she like loves DIY stuff, so we bought and flipped a ton of houses. And um, she's yeah, she's a great partner and friend. She's incredible. That's great. Yeah, love it. So you planted City Light about six years ago, and now you guys are a part of this larger family of churches called the Salt Network. Tell us a little bit yes. about how you guys joined that network and. What was that process even like for you guys? Yeah. So within the City Light, the City Light family, God was particularly gracious uh, to us um, it, with college students, like uniquely within the family. Like it, it had grown and it was like this amazing gift that God had given. It was really a, a motivator impetus for like why we actually moved to Lincoln was to reach uh, college students the next generation. And so uh, I had known Troy. We hung out actually before... Um, if you guys know like Rudy Hartman or whatever, he, we were in Des Moines, me and Mo, the guy we planted. And I remember Rudy literally flying, I think from Florida or something like that, but in meeting him for the first time and whatever, and he was still thinking through what he wants to do. And, uh, but that was our first interaction. We went to, uh, we were in, um, uh, Des Moines at Cottage Grove and that was in renovation phase. Like it was that time was crazy. So we kind of got submerged into that. And, and caught the vision. It was amazing. Partnership just didn't, it didn't line up like timeline wise, but there was always this sense of like, dude, salt are like our big brothers where we just like, God, would you do something like that with us? You know, could, could you, you know? And uh, so we just kept learning, implementing. There was so much commonalities of what we were doing as we were learning from the salt network. And then a few years ago, Mark and Troy had engaged us on the idea of onboarding, like actually kind of adopting us into the salt network. They're like, look, we love Lincoln. Uh, it's a dawn on our map. And we love you guys. You're a gospel center church, reach the next generation. And so you would, you're pastoring the kind of church we would plant there. Would you just join us? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to. We, we'd be waiting for you to ask, you know? That's so it was, uh, yeah. it was such an easy decision and truly legitimately, I'm not pulling this up. I think it was 
it had to have been like in the top three best decisions our church collectively has ever made. And there's some fun, th- fun things that Jesus has done um, through us that's not related to college students forever. But um, this was like so, so crucial um, to our church. And it's been a, it's been a huge gift. That's fun, dude. You you meet with Mark and Troy, and it's like, did we just become best friends? Like, let's do this together. That's great. Dude, awesome. bunk let's beds. Say. Let's do it. Yes, let's dude. do it. And, and you guys brought some, like your team, it was such a fun thing to be a part of the onboard and just to have your guys' staff team, especially with the Salt Company staff team just joining the family. And you guys have some really fun, amazing, I mean, I just... I love your salt company director, Skylar. He's hilarious. Just brings He's a decent guy. Brings the room into just this incredible environment. And then of course, Justin and Kelsey Holman as your guys' salt oh company gosh. associate directors, they are they're just incredible and kind and killing it. And so we we have just loved having you guys a part of the salt company family. They're goofy, yeah. Austin. Your team, man. Oh. I, I'm happy you said dude, I'm happy you said earlier that like uh, the Nebraska students make fun of your football team. There is nobody yeah. I've heard make fun of the football team more than your staff team, Skylar and Justin. So, well, <laughs> I, I, like, we literally have football players that are part of our church. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know you could tear Justin yeah. in half with both your hands and Skylar too. And um, so it's hilarious. And, and like, dude, we, so Jason Minter, our, our worship leader, we literally have a video of him like free falling off of a balcony and they didn't catch him. Like, like that happened. That was like extremely questionable. Like, I'm sorry, Jason's mom, if you hear this, uh, it wasn't my idea, but it was Scott, Scott and Justin were there. And then, and then we were in Madison up at docks there or whatever. And, uh, Skylar, we were driving a truck. He jumps in the back of our truck when we're going, but then like we're moving, there's traffic and he falls out of the back of the truck, like the bed of the pickup slams his head, gets a terrible concussion. Like so there's some dysfunctional oh things God. about our team. Like, let yeah. me just say that. Like, you could look at our Instagram and be like, oh, see that Lincoln, Salt Company, Salt UNL is great. I'm like, but it's fun, no, like, Austin. We're, so we're fun. Sketchy. Like, we love it. <laughs> no, but we love it. We're, there's a, there is definitely, there's definitely a reputation coming from your staff team of being the fun, goofy, take, yeah, they take Jesus seriously, but they definitely don't take themselves seriously. That's so it. We, we love Skylar. So, hey, Austin, since, since being part of the network, okay, so you guys transition to salt network you got a salt company now you've been part of the family tell us just briefly hey what do you love about being part of it now that you've been in it what do you love about salt company about what god's doing across the country give us a quick hey what do you what makes yeah. you most excited about being part of the team yeah a couple couple reasons one i think like dude as a like lead pastor there's so many things that come at you like you know, there's a mom's group that meets and there's like the kids ministry that needs to do this thing. And there's the budget and there's like people in the town, like community side, and there's all these things. And I think like one of the best things about Salt Company is like the incessant, like just, we're just begging God to reach the next generation. And so for me as a pastor, it was so gracious of God to give me like a sense of joyful accountability where there's other men that are juggling all the things I'm juggling and still going, but we've got a singular focus uh, where we're just begging God to do uh, a great work among the next generation. So I think like for me, that was, that was really, that was really big just to like clarify vision. This is what we're running after. The second thing is like, it's just made us so much better, dude. Like we couldn't really break like a 250, 300, like mark for our ministry. Like I was something just about that. We kind of grown leaders, pipeline, all those things. Just, it was just kind of like a little bit clunky. And part of that's just God's grace through Skylar Kilster too. He's an amazing leader, Justin Kelsey, our whole staff team. Um, but part of it was just salt companies like 
the clarity. And it was like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like faithful laborers have gone before us and done this. So I just feel like we've just, we've just do- like doubled in size. We are engaging our, we have like 115 student leaders. I mean, sending people to the nation. Wow. It's just Amazing. really cool things are happening. So we've yeah. gotten so much better. And then the last thing I would say that I love about Salt Company is the cohesive collective pursuit of the the rest of like saturating every major university city in America. Um, and it's so fun to be a part of that. Like people that we have graduating seniors are going, where, where are we going to go? I'm literally getting those questions as juniors. And they're like, we just know we're going to go mm. be a part of the salt plant. So it's fun to be a part of this big family that has this singular mission, you know, God's glory, mm. reach college students, to plant churches to reach college students, to plant churches. And, um, and so it's just fun for me to be a part of that and, uh, love it. Yeah. Super grateful. That's cool. That's, That's awesome. amazing. And and some of that, like the things that you you know just talking about is, you know, reaching college students to plant churches, to reach college students to plant churches. A lot of the momentum happens at the Salt Company Conference, kind of when we all come together and see the larger, you know, family together. And so this would be your third year that you've been at conference since um you guys have onboarded. So tell me like what do you love about the Salt Company Conference? Yeah. I mean, like it's the first word that comes to mind is just like energy. Like there's this like mm. cohesive yep. sense of energy, excitement. Like you just, it's just like palatable. Like, you know, when you're in the room, there's just something like unique. I don't think it's even man-made. It's just like God's grace where people are just like stoked, like just excited. And um, so it's just fun to be a part of that. Like there's this way that you kind of get caught up in it. And, um, and that's like everybody. I love like our, our college students were asking like, are, you know, are, are we staying at like a hotel? And it's like, no, find your own Airbnb. And like a bunch of city, the small groups are like, you know, together in like the community that happens, like deep relationships. My sister got to go for the first time last year. She's in college and she was like, it was like the most significant moment uh, or like piece of my faith the whole year. So I'm like, even as a big brother, I'm like, man, I just wow. love that. Like God really used it to impact my little sister. I mean, the, the sessions are amazing. The main sessions, the breakout sessions are timely. Every one of them is great. Like it's just, it's like a fire hydrant of Bible, gospel, mission, vision, community, health, growth. I mean, it's like, it's just amazing. So I'm really, really stoked for it. That's awesome. Well, man, we are, we are stoked to be there. We're stoked to hear you speak because you're one of the speakers this year. And we're so mm-hmm. privileged to, to have you and sharing to all of our salt companies across uh, the country. Uh, as we prepare for B-Side Heroes as our theme, uh, some of the more unfamiliar stories in the book of Acts and how God uses maybe not these massive speaker figures, but God uses everyday faithful people. I'm curious for you, like as you prepare to preach, what has God been teaching you? Like, what are you excited about to share from stage? And what has God been putting on your heart as you prepare to speak at conference this year? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to give too much of it away. It's been, you know, it's unique because they, even when they went through like, Hey, you know, who's going to preach this? And then they're like, Austin, you get, and I was like, oh, but maybe Steven, you know, or, or like, you know, the first martyr, maybe a Barnabas, like even on the B side, like these are still like kind of legends, you know? And then um, mm-hmm. they're like, Austin, you get Philip. And I'm like, he's a deacon. He like literally shares the gospel with an Ethiopian eunuch and then like vanishes. Like, it's like this weird, like, I don't even know how to internalize the story. <laughs> so I was like a little bit like, dang it. Like, come on, man. I drew like the short straw, you know? And I've been blown away. Like legitimately my heart has been led to Jesus so many times through the life and the story and the faithfulness of Philip. 
And so I'm like, just on a really practical level later after this story. So he shows up one more time in the book of Acts and it's in like, it's in 22 or something. And, it, and his name has changed to Philip the evangelist. So he's literally called, wow. his name changes. Like he's just the guy that just shares the gospel. He's not a preacher, pastor, he's just a, a deacon, a guy who's serving. And, uh, and then it says he's got four daughters who are prophesying, which is like, dude, for me, there was something even, this isn't probably as conference related, but the, uh, the idea that like, wow. I want my kids to know Jesus, his kids are, but this idea of evangelism is really big of, of sharing good news. And I think just the thought that we're all evangelists, we're always talking about things we love and just why that, why, why do we have this like discrepancy between uh, the things we love and talk about and then our faith in the gospel as, as things mm. we're not sharing. So I'm excited for that. Also just like Philip in general, like God led him, he was submitted to his spirit. And I think that's like such a thing we need. So um, the all, so just seeing the people that are around us and all the opportunity there. So I'm stoked, man. I don't want to give a lot of away, but I am like ready, excited. Let that's me have cool. it. That's great. Let me out of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I'm, I'm excited for the sermon. I, I secretly hope that somewhere in the sermon, you pick the guitar up on the stage and you start showing us a little of your skills in the sermon. <laughs> you should do it. Hey, Austin, with, with City Light, with Lincoln, with your salt company, you know, you got students across the country who, who love you guys and are cheering for you guys. How can we pray for Thanks, you, man? man? What are some ways that we can be praying for your church, for your ministry, for you personally, uh, leading up the conference and even this year? Um, yeah, man, I think it's, you know, I, I've been reading through the Old Testament and you see God's like hand on his people and, um, and, and, you know, in the book of Joshua, like they just keep winning and winning and winning. It's great. But then like one person sins, like they hide it. God's like takes his hand off of them and it all kind of crumbles and they lose. So I think like, I, I just preached on our birthday this last Sunday, um, about this idea of like God's, it was Moses and Exodus 4, but like God's hand being on us and blessing us and just like such a gift to know like everything that's happened at City Light, all the stories we celebrate and within the whole Salt Network, literally the only explanation isn't talented leaders or a great vision. It's just the God dispensing his grace uh, to us and through us. And so I think like just a deep sense of humility for our church, never like celebrate yeah. us you know, like Psalm 115, one, like not to us, the Lord, but to you be glory. So I think like, but, but then also just for his hand. So for us to know his hand is on us, that's why it's happening. And then for him just to keep his hand on us, you know, just to keep doing what he's doing, keep saving people, keep preaching people, keep maturing people, keep releasing people. So, um, yeah, I'd say that keep, keeping us humble, um, and keeping his hand on us. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And it's been fun getting to just hear your heart. And just as you just spill over what God is teaching you from this story, we're so excited to to join you at conference and to hear you preach uh, on the main stage. And it'll be really fun. And so if you guys are listening and you enjoy a great late night burrito, and if you are really pumped to hear Austin preach at conference, guess what? <laughs> You're in good company, guys. So Stay thanks on. again for listening to the Saw Company National Podcast. We're going to be looking at another, we're going to be interviewing another speaker next next week as you listen to the podcast. So we can't wait for that. And man, counting down the days to a conference, guys. We'll see you soon.